Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. Hey there, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Dietitian Success Podcast. Today is a super special episode because it's episode 100. There has been 100 episodes of me talking about business and entrepreneurship over the last two years. I think I started over two years. I started this podcast, I believe in March or April of 2020. And so here we are in July of 2022, and I am a hundred episodes deep. So I want this episode today to be a little bit of a reflection on the past two and a half years. My main intent of this podcast is to share 10 of the most effective things I've done in my business. I also thought it'd be kind of fun to share 10 things you probably didn't know about me, just so we can get to know each other a little bit better for those of you that I haven't had the chance to meet. And then I also wanted to share the 10 most popular podcast episodes because I think that will be interesting in terms of giving you maybe a little bit of a roadmap. If you haven't listened to all the episodes, this might help prioritize some of the most popular ones. So I'll also share the links for those in the description of this podcast episode. So you can feel free to just click through to those after uh, this episode and listen to them if you'd like. And then I will finish off with 10 of the most effective things that I have done in my business. So this is me looking back on the last two years and saying, what do I feel like has really worked? What do I feel like has resulted in something significant in my business? So I want to share those with you in the hopes that you will be able to take some of those snippets and apply them to your own business and have success as well. So thank you everyone for listening over the last two and a half years. Obviously this podcast wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for all of you. So I really appreciate you tuning in, whether it's once a week, whether it's once every few weeks, whether it's once every couple months, whether you're brand new to the podcast, I really appreciate your support and I appreciate you listening. So Let's jump into the episode, starting off with 10 things you probably didn't know about me. So first thing is that when I actually started my education, I thought I wanted to be a journalist. I've always really loved writing. And so I actually went to school for humanities in my first year, quickly learned that that was not where I was meant to be. And funny enough, after my first year of university, I applied for both nursing and I applied for dietetics. I did not get into nursing. And so that's what led me into dietetics. (laughs) I remember being pretty upset that I didn't have the grades or the marks to get into nursing, but it all worked out. Obviously it was the universe pushing me in the right direction. So that's really great. Number two, I am an Aquarius. I don't know if you are interested in or know much about signs. I don't really, honestly, but I love that I'm an Aquarius because I think it really suits my personality in terms of being a water sign, in terms of being pretty relaxed, pretty go with the flow and creative. So that's number two. Number three, this is my biggest pet peeve, which is the sound of 
So you know that material that track pants were made out of back in our young school age days? It's like the material of a tent or the material of, I don't know if you remember in elementary school when they used to bring out that really big, almost like round tarp and you would all stand around in a circle and you would wave it up and down and then everyone would bring it up over their heads at the same time and then sit around the outside. I don't know, maybe that was just me and it would all fill up with air. Anyways, that sound, that material, to me, the sound of that material rubbing together is like my worst nightmare. Nails on a chalkboard, spiders crawling all over your body, all combined into one. That is the worst thing for me. So when somebody is wearing a track jacket or track pants and they are walking and it is brushing together, it's very challenging for me to deal with. (laughs) So that's number three. Number four is that I played the tuba in middle school. So I was in the high school band and I decided that the tuba was what I wanted to play. No flutes or clarinets for me. I've always been the type of person that likes to do things a little bit unconventionally. I like to do things a little bit differently. So anyways, I was a tuba player. Number six, my first email address was book underscore worm 555. I would love to hear what your very first email address was. Book underscore worm 555 at hotmail.com, obviously. Number seven is that I was a dancer all throughout school. I would say that I was not that good at ballet or jazz, but I was pretty good at tap. So I used to compete. I used to dance almost every day of the week. And I just didn't love it enough to, was not my calling. Didn't love it enough to continue, but it was great for my elementary, middle school, high school years. Number eight is that I have a dog named Chandler. And he, yes, he is named after the Friends character, Chandler. He's a golden doodle. Number nine is that this year, my now husband and I got married just about a month ago. And we are building a home, which is very exciting to be done towards the end of the year. So we're really thrilled about that. And then last but not least, number 10 is that I, during school, I failed organic chemistry twice and I almost failed it a third time. (laughs) So for all of you students out there listening, don't worry, it's going to be okay if you're not very good at chemistry or organic chemistry. I think the third time I did it, I maybe got a 61%. So I just, just scraped by, but I failed it twice. So no shame in that. All right. So that was my 10 things you didn't know about me. And now I want to share the 10 most popular podcast episodes. Now, this is only, unfortunately, over the last year. I wasn't able to get all-time 10 most popular because I actually switched podcast hosting platforms about halfway through. And unfortunately, when you switch platforms, your analytics don't transfer over. So I basically started from zero when I switched platforms, which is really a huge pain because then you can't really see if your podcast is growing, but that's fine. So this has just been over the last year. So surprisingly, the most popular episode is actually episode 81, how dietitians can integrate meal planning into their practice. And that's where I sit down with Avita from That Clean Life, I think probably because they shared that episode with their audience. And so they have a pretty substantial audience. And so there was a lot of people that listened to that one. Number two was episode 83, how to get clients without a huge social media following with Stephanie Long, who is a good friend of mine. That's a fantastic episode. 
Number three was episode 78, Mindset Shifts for Dietitians Navigating Perfectionism, Imposter Syndrome, and Lack of Confidence. That's where I sit down with Ellen Feldman, who is a psychotherapist, and we talk about some of those mindset challenges that dietitians often encounter. Number four is episode 61, which is my top five pieces of advice for all dietitian entrepreneurs. Definitely check that one out. That one's one of my favorites. Number five was episode 80, which is building a six-figure recipe development business with Micah Siva, who is one of my best friends. She was also one of the bridesmaids in my wedding. Number six was episode 91, Marketing 101 with Kelsey Rydell, who is one of Canada's top 10 marketing coaches. Fantastic episode. Number seven was episode 66, which is legal stuff to know for your business with Darielle Teitelbaum. Number eight on the list, episode 74, building relationships to grow your practice with sport dietitian Katie Jessup. Number nine is episode 82, the marketing strategy for DSC. And then last but not least, number 10 was episode 70, advice from your favorite nutrition business coaches, Krista, me, and Stephanie Long. So surprisingly, it seems like interviews with other people tend to get the most listens, which is really interesting. So that's the top 10 podcast episodes over the last year. Now let's get into 10 of the most effective things I've done in my business over the last two years. All right. Let's launch in. And I wouldn't say that these are in any order of most important to least important. They are just a brain dump. As I was prepping for this episode, I was thinking, what are some things that I look back on? And I think, oh yeah, those have been good moves. And so they're definitely not in any order. But again, my objective here for you is to be able to take some of these tidbits and apply them to your own business, hopefully, so you can see how they work for you. Okay, so number one is having two really solid lead magnets to build my email list. So a lead magnet is a free tool or resource that you use to get people to sign up for your email list. So you basically give them this freebie in exchange for their email address. So it's a really great way to build your email list. And so I basically have for Dietitian Success Center, I have two main lead magnets, business planning workbook and a client resource kit. And these are always running in the background. Now, periodically I do other lead magnets, Like right now we have a PES statements cheat sheet available as well. Sometimes I will do a workshop as a lead magnet. So I will have other things happening once in a while, but the business planning workbook and the client resource kit are consistent. And what's really cool with this is that they bring in over a hundred new people to my list every single month, a hundred new people, and they're the same tools. (laughs) So it's great because it means that I'm constantly able to reach new audiences with these same two tools. And so the list is constantly building in the background. And so I don't even have to talk about them that much because we've also optimized these for keywords, which basically means the signup page for these freebies. We've added some keywords. And so they're starting to show up in Google search when people search for these keywords. So the more that people search for these things, the longer they've been around, the more people can find them organically without me having to actively promote them. So that's been awesome. Number two is building recurring monthly marketing systems. And this is something that I teach my one-on-one clients how to do, but this is really the way that you can get consistent in your business. And that's how I've been able to make it to a hundred episodes of the podcast is by having consistent systems that I do every single month and every single week. 
perfect example of this because somebody was asking me the other day, how are you so consistent with your email marketing for DSC? And I said, well, it's because we make it really easy for ourselves to be consistent. We have two emails that we send out every month. So we have two emails, one goes out to our entire email list and one only goes out to DSC members. The one that only goes out to DSC members is basically sharing hyperlinks to all of the questions and all the conversations that have been happening in the DSC community. So people can find those really easily. And then the second one that goes out to the entire email list is basically just sharing all of the new content that we've released over the last week. So blog post, uh, podcast episode, anything new, DSC resources, courses, those sorts of things. So literally these are just templates that we recycle every single month. And the only thing that changes are the hyperlinks that we're linking to and the names of the items. That's it. We're not reinventing the wheel every single time. <laughs> so I want you to ask yourself if you're finding it difficult to be consistent with something, is there a way you can make it easier for you to be consistent so that it takes you a lot less time? Okay. So that's number two, building recurring monthly marketing systems. Number three is actually switching to Kajabi. This is not an ad for Kajabi by any means. And I don't think it's the right option for everyone. It is a pricier platform compared to some of the other website platforms. However, the thing that I am in love with when it comes to Kajabi is that it has everything you need under one roof. So I can create my website. I can create my email marketing. I can host my podcast. I can make all my sales pages. I can have my membership. I can process payments. I do it all through Kajabi. Now it's not perfect. There's some things that I wish were different, but it means that I haven't had to piece together a bunch of different platforms. It means I don't have to pay for a variety of platforms. It's all in one place. And so I feel like the amount of time and energy that Kajabi has saved me over the last two years has just been insane. So absolutely, it's been worth the investment for sure. But like I said, I don't necessarily think it's the right option for everyone, especially if you're first getting started. I started on Wix using Wix and teach. So I was using Wix for my website and then Teachable for my online course and then have transitioned over to Kajabi for everything. So that's number three, switching to Kajabi. Number four is building my business around online courses. And I know you've heard me talk about this before because I am obsessed with online courses. That's really the foundation of my business. I still do, I do work one-on-one -on -one with dietitians to help them start and grow their businesses. So there's absolutely still a place for one-on-one -on -one within my business, but having an income stream that is more passive and more scalable is so important because it allows you to get that freedom from your business. It allows you to grow. It allows you to make more money. It allows you to make money during you when you take time off. It ultimately allows you to reach more people. And so to me, that's a really important part of my business model. And I'm so grateful looking back that I've set my business up for that. Uh, so that's number four is building my business around online courses. Number five is finding the right team. Now I'm not going to talk about this, this in detail because there has been past podcast episodes on this topic, but it did need to be on this list because of how important it is, is finding the right people to work with you who really understand your vision and who you really vibe with and you really get along with. And it's, it, there's nothing better than the feeling of being able to share the workload, than the feeling of be able to, being able to um, trust somebody else and that it's not all on your shoulders. And of course you have to be at the right place in your business in order for this to happen. But something to think about moving forward is that it's really an essential piece to a successful business. 
Number six is having a podcast. (laughs) Having a podcast has been one of the best business decisions that I have made. From my last, the last open cart for DSC, so the last launch for DSC, 14% of the customers found me through the podcast, which is pretty significant. I think I had five different channels that people found me through. And so this is one that is definitely a significant one for sure. Uh, And I think the number might actually be higher than that, just because I think sometimes people find me through the podcast and then they go to Instagram. And maybe if I asked you where you found me, you might have said Instagram and not the podcast. And I think because I've been consistent over time, I've really had the opportunity to develop a loyal group of listeners, you know, even just people that pop in, pop out every once in a while. Absolutely. And I think that it's a really great relationship builder. I know a lot of my one-on-one clients have come to me through the podcast because they felt like they connected with me and they really vibed with my philosophy, how I work, how I do things. And so, you know, the more I do it, the more episodes are going to be shared. I feel like the more it's going to snowball. And I also love it. It's a medium that really works well for me. I love sitting down and I love talking about things every week in this format. I feel like it's it's a way to be a little bit more myself and really, and feel like I'm really building that relationship with you. So having a podcast has been essential. Number seven is investing in my learning and development. So I shared an Instagram reel about this the other day, and it it was interesting to reflect where if I look at some of the courses and coaching programs I've invested in over the last two-ish years, I've seen a 13 times return. Now, who knows what that return would look like if I hadn't made those investments, but we're never going to know that. However, I can definitely see specific things that I've learned from those opportunities that I wouldn't have learned otherwise, which have directly contributed to business growth. Even if not in that exact moment, it's been lessons that lessons learned that I can take with me moving forward. You know, how do I word things in a sales email? How do I talk to people on Instagram? How do I talk to people during a discovery call? How do I follow up with people? All of those lessons are things that I've learned that I now continue to implement every single day and they continue to bring me in business revenues. So investing in learning development has been so important. Number eight is actually utilizing Facebook groups. (laughs) So uh, this one's funny. I mean, I've talked about Facebook groups before on my Instagram, just around just not being sure about how I feel about them. Sometimes I think that the spaces can be a little bit negative, just depending on the group, not all groups. Absolutely. Just some are, I feel like a little bit, feel a little bit more hostile than others. And I don't love that. However, I do find for some of the solid dietitian business Facebook groups that I'm a part of, just popping in and being helpful and answering people's questions has actually been really fruitful in terms of just helping people get to know me and helping me really understand what people are asking about. Because that's actually one of the things that we've done to start being more intentional with content is looking at things like Facebook groups and asking ourselves What are people asking about? What do people want to know about? And in turn, what should we create content about? So that's been really helpful and important. So that's number eight is utilizing Facebook groups. Number nine is working on SEO. So search engine optimization, which is basically how do we utilize keywords so that we, and by keywords, I mean 
things that people are searching for actively in Google to make sure that we rank higher in Google. So that when people are searching for those items, we actually show up in Google search. And I call SEO the gift that keeps on giving because it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you work on it now and it will just continue to grow and get richer and get better every single month, every single year. So it's definitely a long-term marketing tactic. However, I feel like we're really starting to see the results of that now, which has been really amazing. And so the more that these rank, the more people are seeing DSC content, and then the more people join the email list, and it's just this beautiful funnel that's been happening. So that's number nine, is working on SEO. And then last but not least is number 10, which is building meaningful partnerships and collaborations. So I think that maintaining solid relationships uh, is so essential in any business. And when it comes to partnerships and collaborations, I think you you really do learn what ends up being fruitful and what maybe doesn't end up being fruitful. So some of the things that I've found are fruitful. When you can find somebody who is targeting a similar audience to you, but has a different or a complementary offering, I think is fantastic so that you don't feel like you're directly competing with that person, but you're getting in front of a new audience and you're showcasing different alternatives. So maybe that means doing an Instagram live with somebody who has a complimentary audience or doing a Facebook live or have being a guest on their podcast or having them a guest on your podcast. There's so many different ways to do this, but that's been really great for me. Also being on other dietitians podcasts. So there's other podcasts out there that are uh, related to dietitians and business. So Being on those podcasts has been really effective too in terms of just expanding my reach. And then the other one is just working with brands that also target dietitians and being strategic around who I work with, whether it's EMR platforms, whether it's other software that dietitians use so that we can cross promote each other and in turn, both expand our audiences, both reach larger groups of people and offer them different things. So it's a really great way to be able to leverage one another's audience and really be able to build those deep relationships that hopefully are going to be long-term relationships for your business. So let's recap those. The top 10 most effective things I've done in my business. Number one, have two really solid lead magnets to build my email list. Number two is building recurring monthly marketing systems. Number three, switching to Kajabi. Number four is building my business around online courses. Number five is finding the right team. Number six is having a podcast. Number seven is investing in my learning and development. Number eight is utilizing Facebook groups. Number nine is working on SEO. And then number 10 is building meaningful partnerships and collaborations. So thank you so much for listening. It's been so fun to hang out with you for the last 100 episodes. And I do have a special favor for the 100th episode. I would really appreciate it and love it if you would be kind enough to leave a five-star rating and review for the Dietitian Success Podcast if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, because positive ratings help to ensure that this show is visible to more people. So on Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is open up the Dietitian Success Podcast page in Apple Podcasts, scroll to the very bottom, And it's going to say ratings and reviews. And all you have to do is fill that in. Leave me a review and a comment if you'd like. 
And then on Spotify, you just go to the podcast page and then there's a little button with a star right under the podcast name and description. And so you can just fill in the star rating there. So again, thanks so much for listening. It has been so awesome to chat with you over the last two years, over the last hundred episodes. Have an awesome week and I will see you next Thursday.